0: Hello, greetings team Adjulam, Karibuni sana tena. We are now on our fourth episode of a series we started on hearing and obeying God's voice. I hope you guys have been enjoying the series. I know I have a lot of insight, a lot of revelation, and I pray and I hope that God has been speaking to you and that you are learning to discern and to hear And obey his voice in Jesus holy name. Hallelujah! Now if you haven't watched the other episodes I encourage you to ensure that you watch the other episodes because it paints a great context around what it is that we're talking about throughout this series. Now today we will be looking at the book of Exodus and what we're specifically going to look at today is how sometimes the result of following God's voice may lead us to places that we were not expecting. That there are some times where following God's voice does not yield the outcome that we are expecting at the moment. And I want us to be able to look at a certain story and be able to see what we do when we ha- have a situation like this happen to us, where we are following God's leading and it takes us to a place that we are very unfamiliar with or rather a place that we were not expecting (laughs) okay now allow me to read from Exodus chapter 5 all right let's go afterward Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and said this is what the Lord the God of Israel says let my people go so that they may hold a festival to me in the wilderness Pharaoh said who is the Lord and why should I that I should obey him and let Israel go I do not know the Lord and I will not let Israel go. Then they said, The God of the Hebrews has met with us. Now let us take a three-day journey into the wilderness to offer sacrifices to the Lord our God. Or he may strike us with plagues or with the sword. But the king of Egypt said, Moses and Aaron, why are you taking the people away from their labor? Get back to work. Then Pharaoh said, Look, The people of the land are now numerous and you are stopping them from working. That same day Pharaoh gave this order to the slave drivers and overseers in charge of the people. You are no longer to supply the people with straw for making bricks. Let them go and gather their own straw, but require them to make the same number of bricks as before. Don't reduce the quota. They are lazy. That is why they are crying out. Let us go and sacrifice to our God. Make the work harder for the people so that they keep working and pay no attention to lies. Then the slave drivers and the overseers went out and said to the people, this is what Pharaoh says, I will not give you any more straw. Go and get your own straw wherever you can find it, but your work will not be reduced at all. So the people scattered all over Egypt to gather stubble to use for straw. The slave drivers kept pressing them, saying, Complete the work required of you for each day, just as when you had straw. And Pharaoh's slave drivers beat the Israelite overseers they had appointed, demanding, Why haven't you met your quota of bricks yesterday or today as before? Then the Israelite overseers went and appealed to Pharaoh, Why have you treated your servants this way? Your servants are given no straw, yet we are told make bricks. Your servants are being beaten but the fault is with your own people. Pharaoh said, lazy, that's what you are, lazy. That is why you keep saying, let us go and sacrifice to the Lord. Now get to work. You will not be given any straw, yet you must produce your full quarter of bricks. The Israelite overseers realized they were in trouble when they were told you are not to reduce the number of bricks required for each day. When they left Pharaoh, they found Moses and Aaron waiting to meet them. And they said, may the Lord look on you and judge you. You have made us obnoxious to Pharaoh and his officials and have put a sword in their hand to kill us. God. So Moses returned to the Lord and said, why, Lord, have you brought trouble on these people? Is this why you sent me? Ever since I went to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has brought trouble on these people and you have not rescued your people at all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some other word. All right. Now, allow me to provide some context around what is happening here. Okay? In the chapter we just just read, what happens is that God in Exodus 3 appears to Moses and provides him with a vision and a mission, right? In Exodus 3 from verse 7 to 10, he says, the Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I've heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I'm concerned about their suffering. So I've come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them out of that land into a good and spacious land. A land flowing with milk and honey. The home of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Pesites, Hivites, Jebusites, Parasites. <laughs> and now the cry of the Israelites has reached me, and I've seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now Go. I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. Now, remember last week when I spoke and I said that there are times where God will provide a vision with no mission, but he really gives a mission with no vision. And in the case of Moses, God shows him a vision where he says to Moses, I have come down to rescue these people. That the thing is that I'm coming to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and not only to rescue them, but I'm going to take them to a land flowing with milk and honey. Ooh, visions are so, so beautiful. Beautiful vision. right? A good and spacious land where they will not be enslaved. And in this place, this land will belong to them where they would not be enslaved. Right? And then what he does after that is that after he then after he provides Moses with a vision he then gives Moses a mission. And he says to him, Now go, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. Now, of course, Moses is obviously intimidated by the mission, right? In Exodus 4.13, Moses says to the Lord, (laughs) I really like what he says, it's so funny, where he says to him, Pardon your servant, Lord, please send someone else. (laughs) He's like, I don't want to do that thing. First and foremost, Moses, at this point in time, has fled from Israel, right? I mean, from Egypt. He has fled from Egypt. And the reason why he fled from Egypt is because he had murdered an Egyptian and he fled for his life, right? And he was afraid that Pharaoh would kill him because of what he had done, right? And so the guy has fled. The guy is living his, 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 his life. Akotusawa, uh, he's over there being a good shepherd, right? He's just there taking care of Jethro's sheep, right? He's married. He's just, he's just chilling, man. He's, he's good. And then here comes the Lord in the form of a burning bush right to come and call him into this thing where he's just like bruh, me first and foremost i can't talk right i'm not articulate and on top of that I, i i can't go back to egypt they've been trying to kill me you know but god does not relent in this mission of getting moses to go and do his bidding which is actually interesting as i was reading this just now at this moment you know i kept wondering I've always wondered why um, Moses was able to just go and talk to Pharaoh. But then now I'm just beginning to realize, uh, literally I just realized this as I was reading this today, is, is that, that part of the reason why Moses is probably able to go to Pharaoh so easily, quote unquote, is because he actually grew up in Egypt. And not only did he grow up in Egypt, he grew up in Pharaoh's home, being raised by Pharaoh's daughter. And this is probably the reason why God is using Moses is because he's like, my guy, I I, I literally took you to that palace because I was going to take you back there. It's a whole message in there. Come on. Woo! This is off, off the bat guys. Eh? Fresh off the black. <laughs> Rema. Rema. Wow. That's, a, that's amazing. I hadn't thought of that. But anyway, I'm sure it has some relevance to this message. The, the fact that God has revealed that at this point in time and not earlier. Anyway, So God wants to deliver the Israelites from Egypt, right? They're being heavily oppressed by the Egyptians. And in God's faithfulness to his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, he begins the process of delivering the people from slavery in Egypt, right? And to take them to the promised land. But the thing is this, that the first mission of this, this thing starting was that what God, after God comes and speaks to Moses, mission number one is for him to go to the elders of Israel right and tell them of God's plan to deliver them so God sends Moses to them with signs right he shows them signs so that he can so that these so that the people would believe that Moses had been sent by God so he goes with these signs right and he goes to these people and God sends says, says, uh, and, and Moses comes with a message a great message a message of encouragement right that, that God had sent in chapter 4, 29 to 31, it says that Moses and Aaron brought together all the elders of Israel and Aaron told them everything the Lord had said to Moses. He also performed the signs before the people and they believed. And when they heard that the Lord was concerned about them and had seen their misery, they bowed down and worshipped. And so at this point in time, I can imagine what this word must have meant to the people who heard it. For 430 years, these people had been enslaved, hard labor, working hard, slaving away. And here comes the Lord with a message of encouragement, a message of hope, that says to them, I will redeem you guys and I will deliver you out of Egypt. And I can imagine how it must have felt for them. And they worshiped the Lord with such gratitude. Like, man, he has come to rescue us. The mighty God that they had learned of uh, years before. Many, many hundreds of years before had finally come to deliver them from their oppression. And the thing is, I wonder, have you ever been in a difficult situation, right, and you receive an encouraging word from the Lord that sends you to tears? Because when I mean, you think of the situation that you're in and God sends a word, and you're just like, wow, that's what, you know, that's happened to me very many times, right, where you're in a difficult situation and God sends a word. And it's so encouraging, you're like, wow, thank you, Lord, I'm so glad that you have seen my cry. Literally, just last week, when I told you guys about how someone came to speak to me, it was in the midst of a frustration that I had, a long-standing frustration that I had, and I was praying to the Lord, and I was crying out to the Lord, and I'm just like, you know, man, this thing, man, it's just so frustrating, and it was at that very moment that God sent a stranger to come and give me a word. And it was such a word of encouragement where God was saying to me that I have heard your cry. Literally, that's what it says. (laughs) The the person literally literally says in the message that God has heard your cry. And that whatever it is that you are hoping for, that He is working on it. That He is working on it. And when I left there, I felt so encouraged that God has seen my situation and that God... Is going to make a way. I was so happy, right? And so Moses, after meeting with God at the burning bush, hearing of God's plan to deliver the Israelites and seeing the many signs, he goes in confidence to both the elders and to Pharaoh. He goes to Pharaoh and the thing is this, the result of his first meeting with Pharaoh is not the deliverance of Israel. No. In fact, the opposite happens. Things get worse. (laughs) After hearing such a beautiful word from the Lord about deliverance, instead of the deliverance coming, things get worse. And it says in verse 22 that Moses returned to the Lord and said, Why, Lord? Why have you brought trouble on these people? Is this why you sent me? Ever since I went to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has brought trouble on these people. And you have not rescued your people at all. And I wonder, has this ever happened to you? Where you hear a word from the Lord, you act on it and it doesn't seem to make things better. Or you hear a word from the Lord where he comes and he says to you, like he said to me, Right, I'm working on things. I'm working on it. That I'm doing something behind the scenes. And as you, this, as you get this encouraging word from the Lord, where he's saying like, yeah, man, I'm here, I'm, I'm coming, I, I'm, I've heard your cry. And then literally what happens thereafter is that in quote-unquote, all hell breaks loose, right? And instead of things getting better, they begin to get worse. And you start to wonder, did you hear from the Lord? in the first place you begin to start questioning and doubting and wondering why is it that God would speak to you and then the next thing is that things do not seem to get better yet you received a word from the Lord and things don't seem to be getting better in fact now <laughs> the, the Nini is now knocking at the door right and the thing is, is that I you know I recall um how uh, there was a time a few years ago this was now pre-pandemic i think this was about 2018 towards the end of 2018 where i began to seek the lord about what it is that we ought to do in the the business and god began to speak to me and encourage me about expanding the business into a new market and so the thing that we went we Went to look at Uganda. We went to look at uh, Rwanda, and we went and did all these things. We travelled. We did all these things. Went to UG. Went there, set things up. It was a very difficult journey. But I remember sitting in front of the team and telling them, "This year we are we are expanding into an, into new markets. We're going to grow and we're going to expand into new markets, right?" And then go and do all these things. But the thing is, this is that twenty nineteen, great good stuff happening. Uh, We end up spending a lot of resources in being able to do this work of being able to expand the business. And then what happens is that soon, no sooner than (laughs) that we've done this, here comes a raging pandemic. And it makes you wonder, and at the point in time for me thinking that here we were expanding and doing all these things I had heard from the Lord. And when I look at the result of what it is that happened because of that expansion, it is part of the reason why we ended up being in a very difficult situation once 2020 came about. And the thing is this, is that looking at that, it made me come to a place where I began to ask myself, had I heard from the Lord? Was this the right decision to make? And I began to question because I'm like all a lot of the challenges that we have was because of that expansion. And I began to question and began to sit in doubt, wondering, was this the Lord? Why would God have, how is it that he would have told me to go there only for us to come here and just be to Kwama, for us to be able to be in this situation? And this is what happened here with Moses. He went to Pharaoh with all the confidence same way we went, we are like, ah, we're going to go, we're going to, and we we're seeing signs and one, we're going to go and in, enter into that space. And the thing that happens is, is that he goes to Pharaoh with confidence and it doesn't go well at all. Here's the thing, at the time when the instruction comes, at the time when the instruction comes and the result is not what you expected, you come, you've obeyed the instruction, and the result is not what you expected. Many of us become discouraged like Moses, wondering, why would God send me down a path that would be different from what it is that you expected? Why would he send you down this path? He told you all these grand things about what he was going to do. and I Go over and take the land. I remember even during that time, I think I was doing a... I ended up doing, I think, a series on Joshua. And, I was, and this was the first time I did the series on Joshua. And I'm like, take the land. And I was, it was one of those things where it's just like, yeah. And in a very literal sense, we went to take the land. <laughs> we went there, just there with our, with our weapons yeah, of our warfare. and not carnal, But mighty through God. God has said to us, we need to go. And you go down that path. And the, the result is not what you expected. There was a lady who said to me a few weeks ago, How she's having beef with God because she acted on a word that she believed to be from God. And it has not yielded the fruit she expected. And what this has led to is her being in the same place that Moses was, discouraged. Completely discouraged, just being like, Lord, is this why you sent me? So that you can come and embarrass me? So that you can come and make make things even more difficult than they were before? And usually what happens at this point is, this is the point where we give up. This is the point where now, like this lady where she was saying, that she's now very afraid to follow after God. Because she's just like, man, I don't know where this guy is going to take me. And yet, the last time when I trusted in a word from him, it did not take me to the place that I expected. But here's the thing, and in case you do not know, the story for Moses and the Israelites, did not end with that initial first meeting. It was actually a part of God's plan. The children of Israel ended up being freed from slavery, and what they did not realize at the time was that through that process of contending with Pharaoh and God demonstrating his power in Egypt, that it was those very things that were the reason their enemies in the promised land feared them. Those signs and wonders were actually working in their favor, causing them to be victorious in the place that God was taking them. The process that he was taking them on, though to the naked eye, seemed like a non-starter, it was actually the process to victory. You know, one of the most popular phrases in the Bible is Jeremiah 29 and verse 11. Many of us know this verse, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And what we do not, what many people do not realize, is that when that word came, when when Jeremiah was giving that word to the people, it came at a time when the Israelites were going into exile in Babylon. Where I'm sure for many of them, they're looking around and they're just like, what? How is this God's plan? How is this God's plan to give us a hope and a future? And this is the moment in which God speaks this word, where he says to them, I have a plan for you. It was a plan to give them a hope and a future. And the thing is this, that one of the things that we need to come to terms with, a reality that we need to contend with, is that sometimes following an instruction from the Lord may not yield the results you're expecting at that very moment. It may not reveal itself when you look around you're just like, "I did I really hear from the Lord based on what I'm seeing? And so what happens when you get to a place like Moses, where you are, like, I follow God and look where it has led me. What are you to do in times like this? What is the natural, what are we supposed to do when we follow an instruction from the Lord? And when you, when you follow that instruction and you look around and you're just there like, man, I'm not, I don't know. I don't know if this is, I don't know if I heard from him. Now I'm beginning to doubt based on what I'm seeing. Just like Moses, what are we supposed to do in moments like this? Where we are disappointed. Now, the simple answer to that question, if you asked anyone, is, you know, in those moments, have faith in God. Which is really the right answer. However, in times like these, one of the greatest enemies of faith is forgetfulness. One of the things that God continually says to his people, continually, you see this through and through, is remember. Remember what I have done for you. Remember where I took you from. Throughout the Old Testament, all we see is God saying to his people, remember. How easily we forget that every time we are faced with an obstacle, we forget how God delivers us out of the last obstacle. In this case, Moses had forgotten that he had a miraculous encounter with the Lord. Where in chapter 3, If you go read now chapter 3, God spoke to him through a burning bush. And furthermore, the Lord had also told him that this would not be an easy journey of deliverance. And the thing is that when you look at the Israelites, God would speak to them. They would move, then face an obstacle. They would complain and grumble. God would deliver. Then they would face the next obstacle and they would have forgotten And so they stayed in this place of unbelief because they refused their hearts to remember. For example, you've remembered, like literally no sooner had they crossed the Red Sea and watched their enemies die before their very eyes, that soon after, soon after, they are fully not convinced that this same God would provide water and food for them. They had forgotten very fast that they had just literally crossed the Red Sea and been delivered from the enemies. That they had just been delivered from Egypt. And the next thing now they're like, my guy, where is the water? I mentioned to you the whole story of the expansion into Uganda and wondering if God had spoken to me about this thing. I started wondering, I'm like, God, are you actually the one who even spoke to me about this thing? Because till this day, I still don't understand what that was all about. Still this day, dealing with some of the consequences of that decision and still wondering, God, are you the one who sent me there? Are you the one? Was this, was this, was I just in my own thoughts, in my own mind? But part of the thing, as I say I was in that place, what changed, a lot of things changed, but I'll tell you what changed. The reason why I no longer have any doubts or sadness regarding that decision, the reason is because I remember my burning bush experience. I remember the miraculous journey that God led me on when we were going into that that market. I remember the conversations. I remember the doors that he opened. And I remember the work that he did. I remember how miraculously he ordered my steps in that journey. And because I remember, I no longer judge the outcome as the determinant of whether God spoke to me or not. God spoke to me, and because he's the one that sent me there on that journey, it is therefore at this very moment working in my favor, even if I cannot see it. One day I'll come here on Adulam, and I'll tell you guys, my eyes. you will not believe it. I just, (laughs) I now finally realized why that was the journey that God has had placed us on. That every single thing that the, that God and the instruction that he gives us, that even when he does not yield the results that we desire, it is at those moments that God calls us to remember. To remember. And the thing is, is that as you embark on this journey of hearing and obeying God's leading, I want you to know that there are times that God will lead you in a direction where the outcome may not be what you expect. And at those times engage your faith to remember remember your burning bush moment remember how far he has brought you and know this that the god whom we serve is a god of victory if you see no victory basically how jafi kabado when the road he leads you through takes you to suspicious destinations remember one of the things you notice about the israelites is that they were constantly grumbling and complaining, and this is because they would easily forget, like I mentioned. One of the things that I do as a means to practice remembrance and to practice this that God is teaching us today, because a lot of things that God teaches us, it's not just about like, okay, now I'll remember. It's about being able to learn how to practice these things, how to practice remembering, how to practice this whole thing of remembering your burning bush experience, that when you come into a difficult situation, you remember, but God is the one who spoke to me. And I remember the sign that I saw. And I know that was God. That remembering that he is the one who delivered you from that thing, that he is the one who made you overcome that thing. And this is no different. That when we remember, that we we practice remembering, and how we practice remembering, one of the ways in which we practice remembering is through gratitude. And you do this even with th- especially when things are going well. This is something we practice. That, so that when things are not going as expected, we would remember. That you'd remember in the moments, in these, in especially the moments that are difficult, to remember to be grateful because the God who walked with you all those years did not bring you on this cross. This is not the place where you're going to, this is not the cross you die on. This is not the cross that you die on. Jesus is rising victorious from the cross, reminds us that there is no story that ends at the cross. There is no story that ends at the cross. The story of Jesus Christ does not end at the cross. It ends. and It's an ongoing story, but it never ended at the cross. He rose victorious, and now he's seated at the right hand of God, calling us, into fellowship with him and granting us and saying to us that all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to him. The lamb who was slain is victorious and has risen victorious. And it is the same for us. And so, you know, the thing that I like to remember when I think about this whole thing of practicing gratitude is I don't know if you guys remember that Sunday school song the one that's, you know, count, count your blessings. Yeah? Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God has done. This is so important because especially in times when God takes you through a season or a place that you aren't familiar with, where you're following Him and you're following in His direction and you end up in a place that you do not, you're just like, why Lord would you take me through this place? It is in those places that we are called to remember. Remember your burning bush experience. Remember where God has taken you from. Remember the things that God has done for you. Because we very easily forget and get caught up just like Moses in discouragement God did you speak to me why would you take me to a place like this if you told me to go and deliver these people in those moments we are called to remember you know interestingly the whole story of the Israelites deliverance actually began in Exodus 2 with God saying that he remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He remembered. And for us, when we find ourselves on this journey of following after God, and we find ourselves in a dry and weary land, remember. Remember. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' holy name, we thank you for your word today. Father, at a time like this, we thank you that you are constantly reminding us that you have always been with us, the journey that you have taken us on, the miracles that you have shown us. We thank you, Father, that even in a dry and weary land, And even when we find ourselves in times when things are not as we expected, we can remember that you have never left us and that you are our great deliverer and that every single thing that you journey us through is always leading us to life. And so, Father, we thank you, we honor you that even in this place, you are at work. Even in the dry and weary land, you are at work. And we thank you for this. And we glorify you because you see us, because you hear us, and because you're working through us. For us in Jesus' holy name we pray, amen. Hey guys, thank you so much for watching. Listen, if this message blessed you, please be sure to share with someone whom you love. Share it with a friend. A colleague anyone and then also listen support us support this ministry so that we can be able to make more dope content and be able to spread this message of the kingdom to as many people as possible and then make sure that you subscribe sour subscribe subscribe wherever the button subscribe subscribe god bless you guys